for she said, if I but touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately her hemorrhage stopped and she felt in her body uh, that she was healed of her disease. I wanna talk about tonight, hey Deborah, uh, immediately, immediately, immediately. Um, last week I talked about it happened suddenly, it happened suddenly. Um, and things, calamity and uh, trouble and trials and uh, God knows death and sickness, uh, they happen suddenly uh, without warning. We talked about that last week, that whole narrative of um, Jesus and the disciples were on that um, boat at Galilean Sea and uh, all of a sudden a tornado uh, broke out. And so um, one of my friends and I uh, talked about that uh, because she made contact to tell me how um, the lesson had blessed her and uh, things transpired uh, from there uh, via conversation. And I thought about it because after we talked, um, she experienced uh, a health crisis, uh, but by the grace of God, she's still here. And it happened suddenly, uh, without warning, uh, just to uh, show you how things, how quick things can happen in life. But in the same like manner, um, I wanted to share with you also, just like things can happen uh, suddenly for the worse, uh, things can also happen immediately for the best. Um, yeah, things can happen immediately for the best. This is one of my favorite narratives um, in in the New Testament, in, in the Bible, uh, to be honest with you, but um, in the New Testament for sure. Um, Jairus um, left home um, one day uh, because his daughter was sick. She was uh, 12 years old, excuse me, and she was she was ill. Um, and Jairus makes finds Jesus and makes contacts with Jesus and asks Jesus, "Would you would you come to come to my house and um, uh, deal with my daughter because she's sick?" And Jesus agrees to do uh, just that. They converse. He agrees, and as they are walking. Um, down the dusty street, down the dusty road to the home of Jairus, uh, Mark talks about this unnamed woman um, who literally gets in the way. Uh, Jairus, I guess you could say in some ways, did the proper thing. Um, walked up to Jesus, introduced himself, made his request known. Jesus uh, complied to his request. They are in transit to the home of Jairus. But this this woman, um, her story is quite different. Uh, her story is quite different. 
because of her situation. Um, she's sick. And the truth be told, she's not supposed to be around people because of her, her sickness. Um, she has a blood disorder. And based upon the laws um, uh, of Moses, she's unclean. And she's not supposed to do uh, what she's doing. She's not supposed to do uh, what she's about to do. But I think there comes a time when life happens to you that you must um, become desperate enough to do something different. And when life happens to you as such and puts you in that situation, um, it gives you a push by faith to do something different. I, I don't know um, if she had witnessed anything that Jesus had ever done in the area of performing miracles. But I think one version says that she heard that Jesus was, was, was coming. I, I don't know. Um, what she heard. I don't know what she heard, but whatever she heard was enough to uh, push her into an act of desperation um, to do something different. Um, has life ever drained you and you, you, you're tired of the same old, same old? You're tired of uh, the same old monotonous situation and life has pushed you um, beyond your comfort zone, beyond the rules, regulations, beyond what they will say about you that you need to push and press in order to do something different to get what you need uh, from, from, from Jesus. I, I, I ran across a, a clip on Instagram and it was a, it was a praise break clip. And, um, uh, folk were shouting all over the church and someone in the microphone said, get what you need uh, to the to the praises, get what you need. And, and there are times you, you need to get what you need, but you can't get what you need being stuck and stagnant in the same place you've always been in because, uh, but, but, but here's, here's, here's the thing, nothing will change until you get tired, until you get tired of the same um of the same thing, you know, she's, she's bleeding. And, um, I don't mean to be inappropriate, but, um, I don't know how she dealt with that physically and mentally for 12 years. Um, I, I don't I don't know how how she dealt with that because based upon the laws of Moses she couldn't go to church she couldn't touch anyone um, wherever she said she had to literally you know pull it up and burn it because she was unclean she she couldn't she couldn't have human touch because those persons that she touched would be unclean as well I don't know if she had children I don't know if she had a spouse but if she did I'm sure. Uh, 
he's gone now because he could have no human contact with his wife. I don't know if she had kids, if she had kids, can you imagine for, for 12 years, um, uh, not, not feeling the embrace or the touch of your children or of your spouse, 12, 12 years of suffering, 12 years of life leaving her, 12 years of the stench and smell of life leaving her, 12 years of people ostracizing her and criticizing her, 12 years of mental fatigue because she has no clue if she's dying. Because guess what? No physician could help her. She has spent every ounce of her resources and she's broke. And to be broke is one thing. To be sick is one thing. But to be broke and sick is a big, is a big thing. She's broke. She's sick. She's ostracized. She's, criti she's criticized. She's alone. My bishop is on here. Bishop Davis. Bless you, man. One of my favorite people in the world. Great mind. Great preacher. Um, she's she's ostracized. She's criticized. She's sick. And no one will deal with her. And she does the unthinkable. She literally interrupts Jesus's agenda. I want to hang out in verse 28 for a minute. Verse 28 says, for she said, if I but touch his clothes, I will, I will be made well. Listen, child of God, listen, church, know this. Your faith is the foundation of your miracle. Your, your faith is the foundation of your miracle. Um, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Um, uh, by, by faith, speak to your mountain and your mountain will be cast into the sea. Um, all of this happens by faith. This woman... Um, woke up, got dressed, left home by faith. Here is the whole problem tonight. And the problem is this, that you aren't under a demonic attack as it relates to how you feel, what you're going through. You you got a faith problem. You 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 have a faith problem. And you you are allowing things that you have experienced, and I, I get it to hinder your faith. But but if you want a miracle, because here's the whole thing: people love to talk about miracles, but no one thing. Miracles are birthed out of horrible situations. You cannot have a miracle minus a storm. You cannot have a miracle minus calamity. 
in order to be in order to, for the miracle to take place of healing, you have to be sick. What what are you gonna shout about if you haven't been sick? And so the question is, as you want God to perform miracles in your life, the question is, can you handle the calamity that precedes the miracle? Because guess what? Her miracle, her blessing did not come quick. Why? Because she was sick for 12 years. And the question is, can you hang in there long enough to receive your miracle? I, I don't know what kept her going, but something inside of her kept her going long enough for her to hear about Jesus and to say, I, if, if I could just touch his clothes, That's faith. Faith was the foundation of her miracle. And tonight, I want to encourage someone who's on the precipice of giving up. Hold on. Uh, because um, the road to your miracle is always littered with calamity. You, you cannot escape calamity and trouble and vicissitudes and heartache and pain and expect God to give you a miracle. You have to have the fortitude by faith to hang in there when everything in you and around you suggests to you, give up, quit. You've been sick too long. He ain't coming through for you. You've been down and out too long. He has not heard your prayer. Stop singing past me, not old gentle Savior, because clearly he has passed you up because you have been down, heart trouble, cancer, diabetes, domestic issues, the same job. You're still broke and you're still going to church. You are still worshiping. Why? Because we know without faith, it is impossible to please God. We know for we walk by faith and not by sight. I challenge and encourage each of you who are on the precipice and the brink of giving up, hang on in there and turn your frustration into faith. And stop thinking God is picking on you, God is being unfair to you, or God is punishing you. All sickness is not unto death. Some stuff you have to go through in order for God to get the glory, because guess what? Your calamity and your trouble and your trial and your miracle ain't about you. It's about God getting the glory through you. Uh, one, one of my dear members, um, Jackie Edwards, uh, went in for, again, small toe surgery, ended up having several blood clots. And uh, we were we were talking via text and, 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 and she had a human moment, a moment of frustration, 
don't know why how I got here, Pastor. I, I went I went to uh, 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 for a day surgery. Uh, everything went well. Got home. Blood clots from my from my from my ankle uh, to my groin area. Two behind uh, my 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 uh, knee. One on my lung. I don't know how I got here. And guess what? She had a human moment. It's okay to have a human moment. And after she had her moment of humanity, I said to her, this ain't about you. Three times, Paul says, I asked God to move this thorn. He didn't do it. But he did say my grace is sufficient for you. Who am I talking to right now? You have made what you are going through about you. And child of God, it's not about you. God is using you to give you a testimony that his name may receive glory and that you can reach back and help somebody else when they go through. Therefore, Paul says, will I glory in my infirmity that the power of Christ may rest upon me? But faith has to be the foundation of your miracle. Faith has to be the foundation of your miracle. You will not always know how things will work out. I told several friends last week that our job is not to know how, our job is to trust. And when you usurp your authority, trying to figure out how God's going to do what God's going to do, you've gone too far. Your job is to trust him when you can't trace him. Your job is to trust him when you have no clue what he is doing in your life. And some of you are about to give up on God and life after 12 days, after 12 months, after 12 hours, and some of you 12 minutes, because guess what? Things didn't go your way for 12 years. And could it be that Mark doesn't name this woman so you can put your name in this particular text? She's sick. Guess what, church? She has nothing else to lose. She's broke. I'm sure her husband, spouse, boyfriend, he's gone now. She's sick. And every medical treatment has failed her. Do you not know the mental weight and stress she's under? And some of you, you can testify because guess what? Long-term sickness will mess with your mind. I don't care who you are. I don't care how strong you are. I don't care how much faith you have. You will have days of up and down.
Because guess what? The caretakers of people who are sick struggle mentally. Watching their loved ones suffer with disease. And so if the caretaker suffers mentally and emotionally, how much more does the actual person suffer? And yet some way, somehow, God kept her mind together. I will keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed on me. She's sick, y'all. But she makes a declaration. If I but touch his clothes, I will be made well. If I but touch his clothes, can't you see her getting dressed, leaving the house, walking down the dusty streets, head covered, pale, fatigue, blood leaving her body, but she kept on talking to herself. She kept on making that public and private declaration. If I but touch his clothes, I will be made well. Not, 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 not I believe or I think I will be made well. So second of all, church, don't, don't miss this. Uh, fight to think positive despite your situation. You, you, you have, listen, the hardest thing you will ever have to do in any battle is to gain control of your thoughts. I'll say it again. One of the hardest battles that you'll ever have to fight is to gain control of the thoughts that go on inside of that brain of yours. Who, who was it who said, my mind is playing tricks on me? Yeah. Yeah, because because your mind will have you all over the place. Your your mind, your 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 mind, your mind, your mind will leave your physician's office after your doctor simply said, We saw a spot on your lung, or we saw a spot on your breast, or we saw a spot on your ovary. And if you aren't careful, you will leave that place. And you will have given yourself stage four cancer. No x-rays, no chest x-rays, no MRIs, uh, no, 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 uh, no biopsies. But guess what? You heard spot and you automatically thought cancer, tumor, cancer. Why? Because you have yet to gain control over your thoughts. And guess what? Guess what, church? Your mind is the plaguing field for the devil. Your mind is the plaguing field for the devil. If the devil can ever get 
control of your thoughts. If the devil can ever get you to doubt the authority and the power and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, guess what? You have lost the battle. She's talking to herself. She's making this declaration privately. Why? Because she understands that she has to think positive despite the current situation. Because guess what? While she is declaring She's still bleeding. Yeah. While she is declaring, she's still bleeding. While she is declaring, she is still losing life. But her faith is the foundation for her miracle. But guess what? Now she has to continue to fight to keep positive thoughts despite of her current situation. Who am I talking to tonight? You cannot control your thoughts. And I understand, <clears throat> I am not trying to be insensitive or disrespectful to what you have gone through and what you are going through. But if you follow me, if you know me, one thing I will not do, I'm not going to patty cake you. I'm not going to babysit you. I'm not going to cuddle you. You have to fight by faith through prayer to press your way through the current negativity of your situation and declare with boldness, if God be for us, who can be against us? You have to talk to yourself. <clears throat> Here it is. Watch this now. Some of you are in a funk. Watch this because BFF or Bay or pastor or executive pastor or church member hadn't called you hadn't cuddled you, hadn't called you or texted you or emailed you to give you a word of hope. Every now and then, God will shut the door of communication from everyone around you because sometimes, child of God, like David, you have to learn to encourage yourself in the Lord. Sometimes you have to learn to encourage yourself. Stop waiting on them and her and him and them and past and, 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 and so-and-so to call you and text you and email. You got to talk to yourself. You got to encourage yourself because guess what? You can't call folk every day, all day, and whine and complain about how bad your life is. Sometimes you got to lay in that bed with tears in your eyes and lay your hands on yourself and say, I got a feeling that everything is going to be all right. Listen, 
there was no one around her to encourage her. Sis had to encourage herself. She had to talk to herself. And right now, you might be mad at your best friend. Why? Because here is what some of you have to understand. Sometimes the people you are waiting on to encourage you need encouragement. <laughs> Sometimes the people who you want to babysit you and patty cake you and cuddle you while you go through what you're going through, guess what? They also are about to lose their mind. And so sometimes people aren't being disrespectful, but guess what? Life happens to just more than you. So get out your feelings. And the woe is me. I'm so lonely. Nobody loves me. Nobody checks on me. Who are you checking on? I can't hear nobody. Although I'm alone in this room. <laughs> You got to talk to yourself. You got to encourage yourself. You ain't five and 10 years old. You got to read that Bible. You got to say your prayers. And you have to remain positive. And guess what? Here's the reality. Some days will be better than other days. Why? Because the text says she got worse before she got better. And that's the truth. You won't always have high days of faith. Some days you'll have a struggle. You, you might be fine today. You might break tomorrow. You, you might be good all day and you may have a trigger tonight. But guess what? Also know this, even when you have faith, it's okay to have an emotional release and cry. It's okay. That's why Jesus, you ever thought about why Jesus wept at the grave of Lazarus when he knew he had every intention to raise him? because he wanted to show us it's okay to have human moments. It's okay to release, it's okay to cry. But here is the thing, you can't stay there. When David was hiding in the cave of Adullam, guess what? He was there, but guess what? He couldn't stay there. Some of you right now, you are in a cave of your own life, cave of cancer, cave of sickness, cave of divorce, cave of a bad marriage, cave of financial woe, cave of church trouble, just a cave, man. You aren't as swift as you used to be. You're getting older. Your own mortality is coming into play. Life happens. But the Bible is not bad just to be there. It's to be read. 
for your own encouragement, for your own development, to keep your mind together. She said, if I, if I could but touch his clothes, I, I will be made well. She had to talk to herself. She had to encourage herself. And she had to push herself. She's literally dying on her feet. Don't, 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 don't westernize this. Don't whitewash this. Don't get too comfortable where these stories don't matter to you or don't move you. This woman is dying. I remember when we were in Port Arthur, um, um, Uh, Nikki had a medical issue and and um, for six, I think maybe six or nine months every day, this was her situation. No energy. Tired. She's already anemic. Hands right as a sheet. And we had no clue in the onset what was going on with her. And when you're losing life like that every day, she's crying, she's depressed, she's down. I'm on edge. I'm a young pastor, a young father. Is my wife dying slowly? I don't know. If we felt like that for six months or eight months or nine months or however long she had that issue, can you imagine the mental weight of this woman for 12 years? And who am I talking to right now? You've had your own, you have your own issue. And you've been waiting for God to show up in your life. But it's been, it's been, it's been weeks, it's been months. And for some of you, it's been years. And like the disciples, you're wondering, Master, do you care that we are about to perish? You're wondering, where is Jesus? I'm 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 I, I don't sell pipe dreams. I don't I don't know when God's gonna do uh anything. I don't know if he's going to do it because he's sovereign. It's, 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 it's ultimately up to his, his choice, no matter what I preach. It's his choice. And uh, this is her story. And it may not happen for you the way it happened for her. But these narratives are here, are here to give us hope despite what we're going through. I don't know when your immediately will take place. I don't claim to know. And I don't know, but I do know that it can happen. I do know now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask, think, or believe. I do know that. So I, I'm not on here to tell you tomorrow, tonight, uh, before you wake up in the morning. I don't know what God's going to do. I don't know when he's going to do it. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know if he's going to do it. I just know he can do it. And you have to have the faith 
as your foundation to say, despite everything, I still believe. And that's your challenge tonight. Despite of how you feel, still believe. In spite of the tears rolling down your face right now, still believe. In spite of the minus in your checking account, still believe. And despite how bad your marriage is, in spite of what your kids are putting you through, still believe. Despite how much you hate your job, despite how much your job and life is stressing you, still believe. Why? We walk by faith and not by sight. So again, I can't tell you in four days, three days, that ain't, that ain't how I roll. I ain't putting no time limit on God. I don't claim to know God's ways. But what I do know is this. When you keep reading, the text says, immediately, her hemorrhage stopped. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that disease. I'm done, church, but guess what? He has the power if you have the faith. That's simple elementary teaching and preaching. I Please, all of you great academic theologues, please forgive me for my elementary sophomoric preaching tonight, but that's, 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 that's all I got. He has the power if you have the faith. Sis left home saying, if I could touch his clothes, I'll be made well. And guess what? She stood on that faith. She stood on that private public declaration. Here is the interesting part about this. And when she touched him, he stopped walking. That, that, there were people all around him touching him, wanting something from him. He never quit walking. He never quit walking. But when she touched him, he stopped. Raised the query. Who touched me? The disciples respond. What do you mean? Hands are all over you. What do you mean who touched you? He responds, no, this is different. I felt virtue, I felt power. Leave me and transfer. And she spoke up. It was me. What are your faith? Your faith has made you whole. Your faith has restored your health. 
The power was not in my clothes. It was in your faith. There was no power in, in my tassels, in my tunic. It was in your faith. It, it, it was in your unwavering faith that left no room for doubt. I believe if I touch his clothes and since you had the the, 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 the faith to believe. Watch this. My power met your faith. And whenever you put power, whenever you put your faith plus God's power together, it equals a miracle. Tonight, church, this on you. Not the past, not the people. Let your prayer pardon. This on you. Do, do you have the power to trust him? Because guess what? Nowhere in verse 28 does Mark say, she said, I think if I touch his clothes or, you know, I believe. Well, pardon this, pardon this word of vernacular. Some of y'all too wishy-washy. You up, you down. You high, you low. You just you 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 are you are you are spiritually uh you you are you you are a spiritual victim of spiritual ADD. You all over the place. You you, 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 you your mind can't stay still. You hear a sermon and all you on cloud nine, you on fire, and in twenty four hours you just woe is me. She was absolutely sure. Now here is the thing. I don't know if she ever witnessed Jesus perform a miracle. Could it be she based her faith off of what she heard he could do? Come here, lean in. If she could do that off of what she heard about him and never saw him do it, how much more faith should you have when you have the living word of God in your hand, on your phone? And you've also seen God perform miracles in your life and the lives of those around you. If anybody should know what God can do, it ought to be you. You've seen God pay bills. You've seen God heal. You've seen God keep. You've seen God deliver. You've seen God restore. You've seen God make a way in your life, in the lives of family and friends and church family. How much more does God have to do to prove to you he can do it? What does God have to do to erase the doubt in your mind? What does God have to do to keep you level? Because Paul declares, different scenario, different context, but Paul says, we not as those who have no hope. It's okay to cry, but don't cry in fear. It's okay to cry, but don't cry in doubt. It's okay to cry, but don't cry in negative thinking. Cry as a release. Not as doubt. That's what blesses our heart about what Jesus said to Thomas. 
You had to see it. But blessed are those who believe. <laughs> and, have not, and, and have not seen. And guess what, church? You've seen God do too much to doubt it. I'm a witness, church. God told me to plant a church in a pandemic. And guess what? It's growing. Did you hear what I said? God told me to plant a church in a pandemic and it's growing. There is no way I could doubt God. Because he told me to plant a church in a pandemic. Churches were already struggling before the pandemic. And now you tell me to leave my comfort zone and plant a church in a bad church age, really, and in the pandemic. And then you have the nerve to grow it. I've seen them do too much. And I'm challenging you. Despite of how you feel, despite of the, I know it hurts. I know you're in pain. I know you're tired. I know you're lonely. I know you're depressed. I know you want to throw in the towel. I know it. Join the club. You ain't special. We've all been there. But when the rubber meets the road, I end it on this note. When I was going through a tough time, Dr. Joe Ratliff said to me, don't preach it if you ain't going to believe it. And hung up the phone. Don't preach it if you don't believe it. Don't sing it if you don't believe it. Don't preach it if you don't believe it. Don't testify and talk about it if you don't believe it. Because right now, cliches ain't going to help you. A praise-breaking hoop ain't going to help you. You got to believe this. You got to know this. You got to go to bed and wake up knowing, I don't know what he's doing, but I'm gonna enjoy the ride. And again, church, you will not have credence or a reason for a praise break if you can't endure this season. And honestly, clouds move and the rain going to stop one day. But take it from me. Before the clouds move and before the rain ends, 
sometimes God will teach you how to dance in the rain. And for you, it might be raining in your life right now. And the sun is nowhere around. And the clouds are hovering over your head. Learn to dance in the rain. Immediately. By faith. <laughs> 